0: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.
1: Hi, I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart, professor of internal medicine and pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. On the original Southern Remedy, we answer questions about all aspects of your health and share some of the latest medical information in the news. You can listen to the show on Wednesdays at 11 on MPB Think Radio, or you can subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy on your preferred podcasting app.
0: Good morning, and thanks for joining us today here on Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit I'm your host, Josie Bidwell, Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine and Nurse Practitioner at the University of Mississippi Medical Center, and I've got Lots of guests joining me in the booth today, which is always fun. And they're from the Center for Integrative Health. And that's one of the things we're going to be talking about today is what integrative health is. But we have Dr. Danny Burgess. He's an associate professor of psychiatry and human behavior at UMMC and also serves as the director for the Center for Integrative Health. We have Rachel Deere, who's a physical therapist and the associate director for the Center for Integrative Health. And Sarah Winnery, who's an occupational therapy student. Who who is working out at the Integrative Health Center. And I'm real glad to have you guys here today. I get the pleasure of working with you guys relatively frequently and taking care of patients. Um, But I want our listeners to learn a little bit about what the Center for Integrative Health is. But if you have questions for a physical therapist, occupational therapist, or psychologist, now's the time to give us a call. These are the experts, guys, and they're waiting on you to help you and answer whatever questions you may have. So good morning, guys.
1: Good morning, Josie.
0: Good morning. Good morning. I'm so glad y'all are here. So let's start with uh, with Dr. Burgess. Tell us a little bit about um, first, like what integrative health is, and then what the Center for Integrative Health is.
1: Sure, um, and thank you for having us here uh, to talk about integrative health. I know that's not necessarily a a well known concept when it comes to a healthcare approach. So I appreciate you giving us the time to to explain this in our center. So. So integrative medicine really is a great approach for chronic medical conditions. Um, I believe that our sort of disease model approach does not adequately address things like diabetes, hypertension, heart disease, chronic pain, all these sort of chronic conditions that really have to take on a lifestyle approach Mm -hmm. if we're really going to manage these conditions appropriately. And that's what integrative medicine really introduces to patients is this uh, way of looking at their health in more of a holistic approach, where they are looking at things like their nutrition, their physical activity, their stress management, their sleep, all of these factors that will make chronic medical conditions uh, much better or much worse. And what integrative medicine does is it gives patients the uh, the responsibility and the accountability for their own health. In a lot of ways, the disease model approach kind of creates this passive relationship mm-hmm. to your health. And you go see a doctor and and or a healthcare provider and you sort of expect them to take away what what's going on with you, take away the diabetes, take away the hypertension. Whereas integrative medicine kind of empowers the patient to um, uh, form this relationship, this partnership with their healthcare provider and say, what are the things that I need to do on a day-to-day basis, not just a medication, not just a procedure or surgery, but a day-to-day basis uh, that can address my health, take ownership for it. And, and to me, that is the best approach for our overall health, not just physical health, but mental health. And our Center for Integrative Health, that's what we do. That's what we want to accomplish with our patients. We have an incredible team of multiple providers. And uh, when patients come in, we sit down with them. We learn about what they value, what they want to change in their life. And then we address that through our expertise from the providers that we have, but then also the expertise of the patient who, who knows what they're going through, who mm-hmm. knows what their barriers are uh, and what they want to achieve in their life. And we just collaborate. And so we integrate all these different approaches. So we have this holistic approach to their health and uh, work with patients on um, making those changes, small changes in their life. And it may start off with physical therapy and, and increasing their physical activity, and then that may help them to then address some other issues, their their nutrition or their, their stress management, their sleep. And when you put all that together and patients are feeling empowered and feeling that they are capable of making those changes – and they notice a world of difference when it comes to their health and managing those chronic conditions. And yeah. that's what we do at the center.
0: Yeah. And you know, if you're a regular listener to the show, you may go, well, Josie, that sounds like lifestyle medicine. Right. Mm-hmm. And we are a partner with the Center Very for Integrative so. Health. And, you know, it, there are a lot of commonalities between those two things. What uh, One of the things that makes integrative health a little bit different is that, you know, it may not be just one person practicing that way, right? So in lifestyle medicine clinic, you've got kind of your either your physician or your nurse practitioner or your uh, physician assistant uh, that is kind of seeing the patient evaluating all those parts of holistic care. Um, And then we have team members that are truly the experts in each one of those domains, right? Like a registered dietitian, which I've had on the show many times, and I'll always talk about how they are the experts in uh, building a sustainable, healthy nutrition plan for someone. Then we have our mental health team that are the experts in how you address anxiety or depression or binge eating or just a not-so-great relationship with food. And then we have our movement specialists, so PT and OT. I'm going to put you both in that category as being movement specialists because you are. And, you know, while I may write an exercise program for my patient, that is not the same as the level of in-depth evaluation that you're going to get with a movement specialist, with someone who is able to do that. And so that's why Lifestyle Medicine partners with Integrative Health, because all of us speak the same language, right? It's not just me sending um, a patient to... Any physical therapist, it's pulling in our integrative physical therapist who is going to tell them the same things that I've told them in clinic um, about the importance of physical activity and whatever type of illness we're either trying to prevent, treat, or reverse. So I really appreciate uh, being able to practice that way because it makes me not have to be the expert in everything. And it makes the patient really the center of the team and the expert of the team. That's what I always tell the patients, like, you're the expert on you. Right. We are all experts in our individual specialties and in the science behind why physical activity is important or why stress management is important or why eating better is important. But you're the expert on you and I will make recommendations and I'll suggest things and you go. Absolutely not. I'm I'm not going to I don't feel confident in being able to do that right now. That's not important to me right now. All of those different kinds of things. And I want to focus in on what is important and what you are confident in being able to change, because any change is better than no change. So really um, being a participant with the patient is kind of what I see integrative health as like you tell me what you want to work on, and I'll make sure what we build for you is based in good science and something that you can do on a daily basis. So I'm going to turn to my movement specialists here, uh, Rachel Deere, who's a physical therapist, and then uh, Sarah Winery, who is an occupational therapy student. And tell us a little bit about it, kind of what your role is at integrative health, and also for my sweet occupational therapy uh, student. I feel like that's a really overlooked discipline in healthcare. So I want you to tell our listeners what what OT
2: does. But we'll start with Rachel. Okay, thanks, Josie. Thanks for having us. This is fun. (laughs) And I'm glad to be here. Um, As a physical therapist in integrative health, I'm just one piece of the puzzle. I, of course, address the movement piece for people. And we see patients with chronic illnesses and diseases that we help them manage, and I specifically look at what their level of physical activity is and how that's influencing their illness that they're trying to manage. Um, Most of them come in and have not had a very positive relationship with exercise or physical activity, so I really strive to meet them where they are in that regard Mm -hmm. and just get sort of their exercise history and feel that relationship out. And then determine, okay, what are your goals? Where would you like to be? This is where you are now. Where would you like to be? But behind that, I have the knowledge of where they should be. I don't always share that right out of the gate because that can be intimidating. Mm-hmm. But I do base my plan on gradually getting them to where they should be they're, I try not to say you need 150 to 300 minutes of moderate intensity activity. Let's get started. <laughs> Especially when, there's, when they have none. Right. You know, I mean, that's really, it's just too big of a, a bite to try and chomp all in one time. Very true. And they're dealing with things like chronic pain. A lot of them have developed the belief that Um, Increasing their movement will increase their pain So those are the kind of barriers That I'm dealing with And thank God for our psychologists on the team And people like you who help um, Them plow through those barriers um, With me so I'm not alone in that fight um, so but we offer things at our clinic including like aquatic therapy I do manual therapy with patients I'm trained in Reformer and Matt Pilates so um, I really think patients who come to us can benefit from a mind-body approach Pilates offers that yoga offers that we offer yoga at our clinic as well so um, just multiple we try to have a variety of approaches, approaches because our patients are all unique and different
0: Yeah. All right, Sarah, tell us about OT or occupational therapy. Yeah. So again, thank you
3: for having me. Um, Occupational therapy, in my opinion, is one of the greatest fields that nobody has ever heard of.
0: (laughs) Well, Um, we're giving you a platform. Tell us about it.
3: So I'm going to tell you all about it. So occupational therapy focuses on improving a client's ability to perform their occupations. And I know that sounds like their job Mm -hmm. and that can be part of it. Um, But an occupation for occupational therapists is anything that can occupy your life and it can be as simple as that we actually have nine occupations that we go over but I won't go over all of those for the second time (laughs) Um, but we do go over those things that occupy your life and that could be anything from getting dressed to driving to getting the dishes done and it can involve physical movement there's just lots of things that Mm -hmm. can go into it and I think that's why it's so confusing for some people is because we have a lot of things that we can do Mm -hmm. that we can help you with um But occupational therapy is holistic, just like integrative health. And it would be a great fit when it comes to integrative health. Mm -hmm. And the way I describe it uh, compared to PT is the PT will help you to walk. Okay, and the OT will help you put on your dancing shoes and dance the night away. Right, yeah, <laughs> so absolutely. That's kind of how I differentiate between the two. Um, the short version is OTs are healthcare professionals who help people who have illnesses, injuries, disabilities, and help them. Um, to participate in their daily activities.
0: Yeah. And that that's the piece I want to hone in on is activities of daily living. You know, that's a word that we throw around in the healthcare world. But that just means the things that you need to do to take care of yourself and live independently, right, Right. and and have good quality of life. So that may be being able to put on your shoes by yourself and tie the laces that may be able to brush your hair and brush your teeth, or to feed yourself things that we take for granted until we can't do those things. And then you go, wow, that's a big part of my well-being. is just being able to care for exactly. myself. Exactly. Exactly. I'm joined by some wonderful friends here in the booth today. I have Danny Burgess, Rachel Deer, and Sarah Winnery, And they're with the Center for Integrative Health. And in the first segment of the show, we really dug into what integrative health means and what it means to practice um, in that that model of care. And now I want to um, focus on actually an event that is coming up and kind of give you all a little bit of information about that. And we'll really dig into that a little bit more as the show goes on. Uh, But I do want to introduce this event. And then we actually have a question that has come in that's going to be for Rachel. You know, physical activities, everybody's favorite thing to talk about. Uh, But, Sarah, tell me about Spring Into Wellness. Yeah,
3: so the Center for Integrative Health is so excited to host its second annual Spring Into Wellness event. And Spring Into Wellness is a family-friendly event that features a 5K race, one-mile fun run, and a free And it takes place on April 15th from 8.30 to 11.30 in the morning. And it is located at the Holmes Community College Wellness and Fitness Center. And so our overall mission for Spring into Wellness is to create an event that is open to people of all ages, all fitness levels, to come and enjoy participating. And we believe that we have created an event that nurtures the mind, body, and spirit, just like the Center for Integrative Health. And our ultimate goal is to create a healthier Mississippi
0: i love it that's what we've been working on and i'm glad to have partners to help me work on that so rachel we had a question that came in um that said i keep hearing that i need to be active all my medical providers tell me that but my knees hurt so bad i just don't know how to get started so i i see this a ton in, in clinic i work with a lot of folks with joint um joint issues and joint pain but it can be a real barrier you know when you're going i want to
2: move but it hurts so bad how we start Absolutely. Um, I hear that on a daily basis, actually. So um, come see us, first of all, at the Center for Integrative Health. (laughs) We can help you. Um, Aquatic therapy is a great avenue for people with joint pain. Um, It just the buoyancy of the water unloads your joints, and that makes it a much friendlier environment for your body. I have people who get in the pool and I say, "Okay, we're going to do jumping jacks. And they look at me like I'm crazy. They're (laughs) like, I haven't done a jumping jack in 35 years. And then yet in the pool, they're able to do it. And it allows them to get their heart rate up, which is difficult to do when you have joint pain as well. A lot of these folks are also working on weight management. And so it it helps with both. So aquatic therapy is a great avenue. Um, Flexibility exercises things um, that stretch your lower extremity muscles for knee pain especially stretching the calves and hamstrings the quad muscles because anytime those muscles are tight or your flexibility is limited you're putting more pressure on those joints Um, and the longer our muscles are the better their alignment is going to be which is going to line up our joints better so there are plenty of stretches that are available Mm -hmm. for people um and I'm happy to share those as well. So yeah. our, please um, get in touch with us yeah. at the Center for Integrative Health. We do take self referrals as well. Um, and there are gyms in the area that have pools available too. The YMCA in Flowood has a pool. Um, some of the club locations have pools. Um, the Holmes Community College. Wellness and Fitness Center has a pool, and that's where our clinic is located in Mm -hmm. Richland. Yeah. Um, Baptist Health Plexes usually have Mm -hmm. um, pools associated with them as well. And, of course, we have listeners all across
0: the state, um, and there are YMCA's all across the state. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can check with your local YMCA to see if they have pool facilities, that kind of thing. Because not everybody may have access to a wonderful um, physical therapist who's going to lead them through aquatic therapy. Um, But just getting in the pool and starting to move around in there is one way to just get back in the habit of moving, you know, without having all that pain. Um, This particular question that came in asked about knee pain, uh, but I find uh, water, um, any type of water exercise to be really helpful with back pain folks as well. Again, that, that buoyancy of the water just takes gravity's pressure off of all of those areas and makes you be able to move more. But, you know, let's say you don't have access to any kind of water Right. You know, I grew up in the Delta and there was there was not a pool unless it was um, your aunt's pool and then everybody in town was in the pool. Uh, So, you know, any type of land based things, you know, usually when you walk in a gym, there's a treadmill, there's ellipticals, there's bikes, there's rowers, that kind of stuff. Are any of
2: those Better for someone with knee pain than another? Mm-hmm. Um, I really believe in the seated elliptical trainers. Um, Octane makes a good one. Um, they exercise lower and upper extremities at the same time, typically. And, again, you're not weight-bearing when you're seated. You're not weight-bearing on your knees. Right. You are weight-bearing on your spine. But, um in terms of knee pain, that's a good one. Um, bicycles are good. Rowers are good. All of those are going to be okay. You're still going to be moving your knees, but you want that mobility. Right. If you're dealing with arthritis, that mobility is actually going to lessen the pain that you're feeling in your knees.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it's it's one of those we're stuck in a cycle, right? You know, when we have osteoarthritis of the knee, it, it hurts to move. And so the the... Um, normal physiological thing for humans to do is when something hurts, we stop doing that. Right. I mean, that's a a protective mechanism for us based out of acute injury type things. But when we have chronic pain and we chronically stop moving, it's actually not going to improve that condition at all because the muscles are going to weaken the uh, the different kind of um, accessory areas are going to tighten up like you mentioned and so that's going to kind of pull things out of alignment and then our weight usually is going to increase as well which every kind of increased poundage of weight is just going to have significantly more pressure on that joint. Um, You know there's uh, a research study that uh, looks at weight loss and knee pain and about 1 pound of weight loss equates about 4 pounds of pressure reduction on the knee joint so even small amounts of weight loss can be really beneficial Um, for knee pain but working with someone if you have the opportunity to work with a physical therapist to build a program that's not going to hurt your knees more but that's going to strengthen those muscles and get you more uh, mobile is a way to go but if not if you're just in the gym on your own think about those more seated type of activities that are going to take the pressure off that joint some the seated elliptical uh, recumbent bike stationary bike those kinds of things um, to, to really help you out there now. I want to circle back to the aquatic therapy, because one thing that patients at they're like, I can't swim. Can I do aquatic therapy? So can you can you do aquatic therapy if you can't swim?
2: Yes. (laughs) About 80 percent of my patients can't swim. Mm -hmm. And actually, some of them come in and have never even been in a pool and they look mildly terrified. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we work through it, though. and, And it's neat to see them, just their confidence Grow as we go. I mean, not only is their pain getting better, but they're just feeling more confident. They're saying, take my picture while I'm floating. I want to send it to my family. It's wonderful. So they, they do get really excited about that. I do want to mention, too, on our website, there is a link for some dynamic stretches. There's also a link for a yoga flow um, on our website, which is umc.edu backslash C-I-H. Um, which are very friendly exercises for folks that are less than 10-minute segments. And a lot of the exercises you see people do in standing, you can also do from a chair. Mm -hmm. Um, And there are some great videos on YouTube um, that uh, I think it's Medicareful does a great 30-minute exercise video that has a person in a chair and then a person on their feet. So Mm -hmm. um, just... Think about if you see somebody doing something standing, hmm, wonder how I could modify that to a chair. Nine times out of 10, it's doable in sitting.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, I think that's really important that people realize you don't have to look like whoever is doing the exercise. If you're watching a YouTube video or whatever it is, modify it to where we want you to know that you're doing something, but it shouldn't be excruciatingly painful when you do it you know I have bad wrists and so I'm lucky enough to work with a wonderful yoga instructor who shows me how to modify positions that put a lot of a lot of pressure on the wrist I'm like I just I can't I can't do that it makes me want to never come back and so that doesn't help anybody if I never come back Um, so there's always a way to modify and I have a sweet patient who has started yoga with you guys at integrative health and she was scared to death for the first visit she was like i can't do yoga you know like what is going on and y'all modified it for her and she didn't have to get on the ground she did chair based yoga and absolutely fell in love with it and is so excited to keep coming and doing that so always talk to your healthcare providers about things that stress you out when you come to see us that are going to keep you from coming back right because we desperately want you to come back because we want you to feel better. You know, that's what I always tell my patients. It's not about what you weigh, it's not about what any of the numbers on the scale or the blood pressure machine or any of that is. It's how do you feel? And are you happy with the way that you feel and you feel like you can continue to lead a a fulfilled life. That's what I'm focused on. And if that means you always do yoga in a chair, you always do yoga in a chair and that is fine right that means you never do a 5k that's okay if it means you do a 5k but you walk it that's okay too right you know we just want you to live your best life as you know as kind of cliche as that sounds we just want you living your best life so you mentioned the website um, which was umc.edu backslash cih um what's the phone number dr burgess can we give a phone number out for them yeah.
1: Uh, yes, uh
0: 601-815-3424. And you'll talk to the lovely Diana if you call that number. She is a wonderful team member as well at the Center for Integrative Health. Um, okay, let's let's shift a minute. Um, as you mentioned the team of psychologists that we have at Integrative Health and how they can be really Helpful when dealing with patients who are in pain, and I think that's really important distinction to make. Because I send a lot of folks to see um, the wonderful psychologists at Integrative Health, and when I first start the conversation with someone about going to see a psychologist, they immediately say, "But I'm not crazy, right?" And I'm like, "I know you're not, friend. That's not what. Um, that's not what we're talking about." Um, and one, no one is right. Um, mental health and diseases that have mental um, components to them are very real disorders and are not in any way anyone being crazy Um, and we're slowly breaking down that stigma I think we're working through it but psychologists work on things that are not just anxiety and depression right you guys you know you work on just health behaviors in general and how we establish healthy relationships with all of the different health behaviors that we have, but you guys work a lot on chronic pain. And so I want to spend a little bit of time talking about kind of the role of psychology in. Pain. And we're talking about all things integrative health today. And we have a psychologist, a PT, which is a physical therapist, and an occupational therapy student joining us in the studio. So now's the time to give us a call and pick the brains of our experts. And we do have a caller on the line. So we're going to go down to Balexi and say good morning to Emily. How can we help you? Hi, um, I'm interested in switching careers. I'm actually a master in psychology, but I'm interested in switching to physical therapy. So I was just wondering if y'all have any advice for me um, in preparing for um, a DPT degree or, or entering a DPT program.
2: That's wonderful. All right, Rachel, what you got? Well, I would say, is it Emily? Yes. Okay. Emily, I would say you're off to a great start with a master's in psychology because that just dovetails so nicely with physical therapy. I studied psychology at Mississippi State before going on to physical therapy school, and it has helped me so, so, so much. Um, But I would say there's um, the program at UMC Mm -hmm. is a DPT program there. um, And it's uh, also there's one at William Carey College, I believe now. And um, I would say a lot of the coursework that you already have is going to help you. you're probably already meeting some of the requirements. There's some sciences that you'll definitely have to hit um, but I would begin to observe physical therapy as mm-hmm. much as you can put yourself in that setting making sure that it's something that you that resonates with you and that you can connect with and then start to take some of those basic, classes that are maybe even at a community college level that are required for entry into the dpt program and come visit come visit umc Mm -hmm. um, school of health related professions um, and talk with the folks there Um, i know kimberly willis um, oversees all the clinical settings for the physical therapy students and she would be a great person to talk with um, just to get some ideas of making sure it's a good fit for you. Right, and career paths and, you know, what you'll
0: be able to do with that. But I think that's super exciting. I'm always happy when uh, more folks want to uh, join and be a PT because we don't have enough of you guys. Mm-hmm. You know, I know I'm running you, um, just just running you ragged with all my patients that I'm sending you um, sending you uh, to, to help with. So, Emily, you know, I can't... Um, Reinforce enough that shadow, you know, come um, reach out to um, the student recruiters at UMC and come shadow some of our physical therapists. So you can see um, the difference between inpatient physical therapy and outpatient um, physical therapy and, you know, get a good understanding of, you know, what your prerequisites would need to be to be able to, to start in a DPT program.
2: Mm -hmm. And William Carey is going to be closer for you uh, physically. So I know Dr. Ruth Burgess is there and she'd be a great lady to speak with. She actually taught me many, many years ago. All right. Wonderful.
0: And Emily, if you need any more information or contacts for any of those folks, just send me an email. It's fit, like F-I-T, at mpbonline.org. And um, I'll be happy to get you connected with folks. Thank y'all so much. You're so welcome. Thank you. Have a great rest of your day. All right. And we have another caller on the line. Now we're going to go over to Mobile, Alabama and say good morning to Jeremy. How can we help you?
4: Good morning, y'all. How you doing today?
0: Wonderful.
4: Excellent. Um, I've been a, a professional trained singer, chef, everything since I could stand up, basically. Okay. So I have a very strong core, a very loud voice, but also sometimes, you know, when you try to do the right thing and turn your head and cough mm-hmm. or cover yourself up, you can pull that muscle that's right at the top of your back, kind of feels like it's underneath your shoulder blade, and it's almost impossible to get to with hands mm-hmm. from the outside. Mm-hmm. What is is it a spasm and also how do you make it go away more quickly than just letting it go away by itself?
0: All right. Well I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna let my PTOT kind of tag team on that and then I'll fill in if I have any other uh, recommendations from just a primary care standpoint. Which lady right, wants to take it first?
2: Okay. Oh, hey, Jeremy, um, sorry you're experiencing that. Um, sometimes when we do a fast movement like a cough or sneeze uh, with a twist, um, sometimes you think it's muscular, and it, and it can be, but it can actually rotate one of your vertebra, and it can feel like it's just this really deep muscle you can't get to, but actually you just need to a little bit of a pop or realignment or uh, repositioning of that. Vertebra. I'm not saying that's what you've got going on, but right. oftentimes with those quick movements, that's what can happen. And then over time, those muscles tighten and you do develop spasms in that area. I would say get it evaluated yeah. um, by a physical therapist or occupational therapist um, and um, check with your doctor first even to see. And they, they may have a recommendation Other than that, but get it evaluated because it does sound like something that could be easily treated. Mm -hmm. And then um, once they help alleviate that pain, probably could give you some postural exercises to help prevent it from occurring again. uh, Sarah, you got anything you want to
0: add
3: to that? Um, I would just piggyback on that and just reiterate the fact that if you go and get it evaluated, we can really see what's going on. Um, We like to get our hands on the patients and have manual therapy stuff kind of going on. So if you can go get it evaluated from a professional OT or PT, that would be really beneficial for you, I think.
0: Yeah. And so coming coming from a primary care standpoint, you know, I always want to know, what it is I'm dealing with right and so having a physical exam by and you can start with your primary care provider that's just feeling back there um, to see if they feel a spasm because it sounds like it's a spot you can't reach and I know this spot well because I I have pain in this area too that um, comes if I've been um, at my desk too long. Um, and it, it is a postural thing. It, you know, I tend to hunch my shoulders over more when I do that, and it puts strain on that area back there. And I have a gnarly knot that my husband calls the crunchies when he rubs, my, <laughs> rubs that spot on yeah. my back. Um, but. <clears throat> Getting a good, um, exam so that we can see is there an actual spasm there? Looking at the alignment of your spine, maybe even getting, um, an x ray of the spine to see if any of those, um, bones back there have kind of shifted or slid. Sometimes they'll slide a little forward, yeah. sometimes they slide a little back, sometimes they slide a little to the side. Right. And that can put pressure on all those different kinds of things. Um, but getting the, the, correct diagnosis so that we know what we're dealing with and then targeted intervention from a PT or an OT to address that, um, get the pain uh, taken care of, and then the prevention to keep it from happening again after that. Um, So that would be kind of our recommendation and plan for that.
4: Okay. That's really great. Uh, Quick follow-up. Sure. So um, so as a, you know, performance person, Mm -hmm. um, I really do focus on my posture and stuff when I'm uh, delivering. Mm -hmm. But could some of that be from being a lazy singer when I'm not actually on stage, where I'm continuing to use all that same muscle group Mm -hmm. but not actually setting my instrument up correctly because I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to throw it out there real quick. yeah, And that's kind of like a habitual persistent problem then
0: Sarah is shaking her head so I think that (laughs) means yes
3: Um, if you're a singer do you play any kind of instrument that you have on stage as well
4: Uh, uh, yeah I mean I play ukulele guitar uh, stand up bass trumpet trombone
0: Okay my goodness, you've got all the things you took all of the talent that I do not have because I can't play anything, nor can I sing. <laughs> you play it but all, it's all it's I like all,
4: it.: It's all about breath control, that's the whole thing, mm-hmm. and so I'm constantly holding my breath and slowly pushing out mm-hmm. like as far as I possibly can before I have to breathe. yeah but that also that that is I think, the root of the problem is that when i when I have one of those explosive sneezes or coughs. It comes out of nowhere. I'm not expecting it. If I if I turn myself away from other people, you know, as we are wont to do in these days of <laughs> everybody. I
0: appreciate you doing that. That makes zombie, me happy.
4: <laughs> I'll pull my back out, you know. And that's yep. just. Uh, uh, it's, uh, I, I think good, good, good advice. Uh, good open conversation. Thanks for having me on the air. Absolutely. Um, I, I, I will have to do better about. Uh, <laughs> maintaining my proper posture yeah. when I'm yeah. in the real world versus the the real unreality in which I choose to live. So,
3: Let me just add this to you. Um, what you're describing is called ergonomics, and it's the way that you sit, the way that you are posturing yourself right, and as a musician, we can kind of get hunched over, especially at the piano, the guitar, drums. My husband plays the drums, so I understand yeah. what you're describing to me, and so it can cause those those mechanical errors in our posture, and so again, getting evaluated by someone who who is also an ergonomic specialist, which an OT or a PT can specialize in that, can really help you, especially with, with doing that occupation of, of playing your music and singing.
4: Well, right on, guys. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Um, very enlightening. And mm-hmm. I, I, I do love you. I, I love your show.
0: Well, I appreciate um, I you for listening. Like and I'm glad you gave us a call today. You have a great rest of your day. All right, that was a super cool one, right? We got to loop in multiple team members to help address that. We've had lots of great conversation around movement, and I want to loop back in our psychologist, Dr. Danny Burgess, to talk about um, pain and chronic pain, and in particular how psychologists can help intervene in that particular area.
1: Yeah, and that's what's great about our center is that when a patient comes in with a diagnosis like chronic pain, they're going to be – meeting multiple providers to treat pain from multiple, um, pathways, multiple facets, one of them being psychology, because we just can't separate our emotions and our behaviors from our pain. When Mm -hmm. we have that chronic pain, it, it dictates all those things. And so a lot of times what we can do to help as a psychologist with patients in terms of managing their pain is helping them to kind of bring back a sense of control over it. A lot of times chronic pain makes us feel, um, very helpless and hopeless which then brings on things like depression and anxiety. So now you're not only dealing with chronic pain, you're dealing now with depression, and anxiety, which then makes the perception of pain even worse. And if we can begin to eliminate some of those other layers and levels that we put on pain, then our ability to cope with and manage pain becomes a little bit better through our activities and, and doing other things. And so. Um, I think what's great about our center is that a patient will come in and they'll talk to our dietitian about how much food impacts our pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, a diet that's high, that, that causes a lot of inflammation in, in terms of our pain, uh, meets with um, lifestyle medicine, meets with psychology as learning all these kind of coping strategies and, and, and ways to, to manage pain. Because to me, one of the biggest things that make pain worse is the fear of pain and mm-hmm. how we don't have a great understanding of it a lot of times. And so when we experience something that's in our body that's now controlling a lot of our our, our actions and our behaviors, uh, we just make it feel or it seems like it's much worse than what it really is because of that fear. And so psychology can help a lot of times provide education and and work with patients on uh, skills and coping strategies to manage that a little bit better.
0: Wonderful. All right, Sarah, I'm I'm pitching it back to you to tell us about this awesome event that's coming up the spring, Into Wellness. We we mentioned it briefly at the beginning of the show, but tell us more about this event because it's really a way for people who are Interested in what an integrative approach is, can learn more about it, can see some of us. I will be there dancing um, and leading some Zumba classes. So if you want to do some salsa, you can come see me. But tell us about it.
3: Yeah, so at Spring Into Wellness, there really is something for everyone. But I want to talk to the runners and the walkers out there real quick because we do have a 5K race and a one mile fun run that you can sign up for on raceroster.com and you search for Spring into Wellness. And right now we do have an early bird special going on until March twentieth, and that's for twenty five dollars, and that's going to include your race entry fee and a spring and wellness event T-shirt that are very cute. If I do say so myself, <laughs> um, so that price is for the five K. And the one-mile fun run is free of charge, but we do ask that you guys sign up on raceroster.com so that we can best prepare for the event. And this year, we're very excited to have group discounts available too. So if you have a group from 10 to 20 people, go ahead and get your friends and family together because you're going to want to take advantage of that. Now, if you're not a runner... Like me. <laughs> that is okay. There is something for everybody at Spring into Wellness. And this year we have really ramped up the health fair portion of our event. And there is no admission fee. It is totally free. And you do not need to sign up for it. So just show up and come as you are. So we're really excited to offer the Zumba classes that Miss Josie talked about. Yep. She's going to be teaching those. And we have chair yoga that's available that's taught by a certified instructor. We also have wellness activities like acupuncture provided by one of our sponsors, Sprouted Heart Acupuncture, and massages we have provided by the Holmes Massage students. We also have healthy snack demos provided by Holmes Culinary students we also have lots of fun kiddo activities. Uh, We'll have an inflatable bouncer, an educational craft that's going to be provided by some OT students from UMMC. And Children's of Mississippi is going to be out with us and have a booth. And we do have an organization called Child Safety and Community Outreach that's going to be on site. So lots of things for the kiddos to do. But one of the biggest things that we will be offering is comprehensive, free health screenings. And we have partnered with some incredible organizations to be able to provide these screenings. and we're going to be offering things like blood pressure screens, heart rate, blood glucose. We have a registered dietitian and diabetes educator coming out. We have vision screenings. They're going to be provided by OT students from UMMC. We have ergonomic screenings that we just talked about earlier. Wonderful. that was great. That was a great question. And we have dental screens provided by a team from the dental school at UMMC. We have mental health screenings provided by professionals at CIH, which is the Center for Integrative Health. We have the ACT Center for Tobacco Treatment Education and Research coming out to talk about smoking cessation. Our friends at Jackson Free Clinic will be coming out to talk about what they offer. Our friends at Heinz Behavioral Health Services will be on site handing out information. And UMMC, all of us, will be on site. And you can even sign up with their program on site, which I think is pretty cool. And guys, this list is still growing. So... On top of that, if you attend our event, you will have the opportunity to win some really awesome door prizes like uh, gift cards from restaurants like Aplos. We've got things that have been donated from Buckle and different organizations that we have partnered with. So we've got several ways that you can win those like playing wellness trivia, wellness bingo. So it's going to be really fun. And I'll just say this, you're more likely to leave this event with more than you came with. So (laughs) so those are some of the few uh, activities that we're going to be offering at Spring in the Wellness. But of course, none of this would be possible without the hard work of so many people and the generous donations from our sponsors and those who gave door prizes. So we just want to give them a shout out and just thank them for their generosity. So for our Superfit sponsors, we want to thank Sprouted Heart Acupuncture, Mid-South Elevator, St. Richard Special Kids, and Children's of Mississippi. And we want to thank our Health Nut sponsors, Dan Deere Custom Homes, Heinz Behavioral Health Services, Innovation Institute for Fan Experience, Wagner Engineering, Envision Eye Care and Optical Boutique, Crawford Eye Care, Vitality Counseling, Fondren Fitness, Mississippi Center for Plastic Surgery, ProTel, and World Smoothie Bar and Coffee House. Woo, that's a list. <laughs> that was a list. But guys, this list is also growing, too. So if you're listening to this and you think you want to collaborate with us for Spring Into Wellness, you can send me an email. Again, my name is Sarah Winery, and my email is sdudley, that's D-U-D-L-E-Y, at umc.edu, and I can get you some more information on that. Um, but because we have partnered with so many organizations and other healthcare professionals, I would say Spring into Wellness is truly an integrated event. Absolutely. Um, so you know how you go to a restaurant and they have a sample platter on the menu. My husband always orders the sample platter because he can try <laughs> as many things as he wants to the first time and next time he'll know exactly what he wants. Well, you can think of Spring into Wellness as your sample platter for wellness. And so we have so many different activities that you can try and information that you can learn about living a healthy lifestyle that you will not want to miss this event. But if you don't remember anything else that I say today, this is what you need to know about Spring into Wellness. It is family friendly, it's open to the community and we feature a 5K race, one mile fun run and free health fair. Again, it's hosted by the Center for Integrative Health and it takes place at the Holmes Community College Wellness and Fitness Center. It is going to be on April fifteenth in the morning from 830 to 1130 and that address is 331 Sunnybrook Road in Ridgeland and to find out more information about Spring Into Wellness you can go to our website that's umc.edu slash C-I-H or you can check out our social media pages on Facebook at UMMC Center for Integrative Health
0: Wonderful and that's a great great way to wrap up our show you've been listening to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit which is a production of MPB Think Radio and is funded in part by a grant from the University of Mississippi Medical Center I've been your host Josie Bidwell And our show is produced by Kevin Farrell With our podcast being produced by the wonderful Jermaine Flood Tune in to MPB Think Radio every weekday morning at 11 For the full Southern Remedy lineup This is an MPB Think Radio podcast